It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. The George on Collins is your stylish city venue. Feasts on the finest fusion lunch with the Southeast Asian-inspired menu. Make lunch express or enjoy after-work drinks with friends. Book a table at thegeorgeoncollins.com.au. Yes, welcome back to the Breakfast Show final hour of the program. Vossi and Brandy are off over the Easter break, so Matt White with you. We've given Jaleesa Apps the rest of the hour off to get that croaky voice going. She's been doing her best Aaron Lockyer impersonation this morning, and now she's taking a bit of a rest. Welcome to our network stations across New South Wales and Queensland joining us for the 8 till 9 hour because every Monday on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, the guys are joined by Matty Johns and Cameron Smith, who are both on the line. Cameron, good morning to you. Good morning, Matty. Good morning, Matthew. Yes, well, Matty Uh, Johns is here. Yeah, that's going to be confusing. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, it takes a community to build immunity and book your flu immunisation at www.chemistwarehouse.com.au slash flu. Matty Johns, morning to you, mate. Hey, Whitey, how are you, pal? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. We had a bit of a ropey start this morning. We're in all parts of Australia. We're in different forms of isolation. The technical gremlins were throwing everything at us, but we've got ourselves back on track and the show must go on. Now, talking of the show, the US Masters is coming down to the critical stage and Scotty Scheffler's just got another shot. So he leads at 11 Mm. under, Rory McIlroy at 7 under, Cameron Smith, golfer, is now at three under. He slid down. Uh, Cam Smith, I'm going to talk to you on this one because I've seen mm. Maddie's prowess with the golf clubs and it's not it's not pretty. We're not talking to an expert. <laughs> have you loved the Masters and have you been following your namesake? I have been, uh, Whitey. It's, um, oh, look, he's had a fantastic tournament, hasn't he? Um, started off really well in the first round, lost his way a little bit in the second and come good in the third, but... I was up early, um, hoping that he was going to you know, do his best to peg back Scheffler, but um, oh, look, he's just—he's obviously had a triple bogey um, not so long ago, so it's—it's it's almost sort of knocked the wind out of him. Um, the run into this these last few holes, but yeah, Scheffler. Well, there's, there's a reason why he's number one in the world at the moment, isn't there? And he's just—he's held his nerve. Although there's been some big shots played all around the course, and the crowd's going nuts. McElroy just knock one in on the 18th out of the bunker. Um, but, yeah, look, he's he's on fire. But, yeah, our man Cameron Smith, like, what a start to the year he's had. It's just amazing. It's great well, to what see a start to the young Queensland the final so round, well. mate. Yeah, he, he started this final round birdie, birdie, but then it all started to fall apart. So, Matty, do, mm. do you pay any attention to the Masters? I mean, I know yeah. you love your sport. You love your big sport <laughs> events. Yes. Do you pay any attention to these guys? <laughs> sure do. Uh, I've got to say, I've, clearly you I don't did learn pick, anything. I, I, I picked up, I picked up a few faults in Cameron Smith's swing. So uh, <laughs> a little stiff in the knees. There's, there's no, there's no par tens or par elevens on at Augusta, Maddie. So probably, probably not suited to your game, mate. <laughs> Smithy, it's one of those things I, I haven't got. Uh, long attention span. So if, if I give something a go once and I'm not good at it, then I just abandon it. It's a bit it's like, you know what? That's why I don't drive a manual car. The old man put me in his Mitsubishi one day. I kicked it over and just 
I drove it straight into the fence. I said, well, that's it. I'll just drive autos. <laughs> it's starting to worry me that your hand-eye coordination is not what we thought it was throughout your footy career because if you can't drive a manual and you yeah. can't hold a golf club, heaven help us. Where do we want to start with footy, guys? Let's, let's start, in fact, uh, with the first game of round five and, and Manly against the Knights here because there's a, a fair bit to unpack around it. The performance of the Seagulls without Tom Trebojevic under those conditions was pretty impressive. Cam, what did you make of that? Mm. Yeah, pretty impressive. Um, and, you know, I thought uh, if they went into this game as outsiders, well, slight outsiders. Um, but, yeah, I, I was very confident that they were going to go up there and play well and led led beautifully by Daly Cherry Evans, particularly with his kicking game. He just he took that on from the previous round. Um, Newey, they, they showed sort of glimpses of... Of being in the game, but just some un- a lot of unforced errors really cost them an opportunity to be in the match. But I think this will give Manly a lot of confidence to go travel away from home, play in conditions like this without Tom, um, and come away with a really strong victory. The performance, Matty, of, of Daly Cherry Evans over the last couple of weeks, as Cam's pointed out, I mean, it, this is kicking masterclass, and this this doesn't happen by accident across the board, does it? This is. This is working at your craft. This is realising what you need to do, and it's working to a game plan as well. Yeah, well, he, he, the last two weeks, he's uh, he's been exceptional. Before that, he was really scratchy. had a really slow start in the first three weeks. Look, Matty, I, I, this little stint without Tom will do Manly uh, a lot of good because mm. it allows them to get their, their game in order. Look, when I, I just think when, when Tom's there for a sustained period, particularly the start of this season, they just, there was just an over-reliance on him. and They were trying to play Tom Ball, just throwing the ball and something will happen where mm. now they're just, they getting other areas of their game right and then when Tom comes back, is the icing on the cake. But they were, they were, real, they were really, really impressive. They, the, their aggression, their discipline, yeah. how they grafted away and the, you know that last 10 minutes, that's, that was the reward for all their hard work. Can you find that, Cameron, that, that sometimes when you've got an impact player in your team and, and you certainly know that across mm. the board, but when you've got an impact yeah. player, like you say, like Matty's saying, you play Tom Ball, you, you, you fall back to a bit of complacency? Well, I think you can at times, and particularly when you go into a match with a game plan and it's and it's not working, then you you just sort of, well, you think, well, Tom will do something here. He may do something for us. And as good a player as Tom is, he's it, it's really hard to... P- produce anything special of, of nothing or no momentum or any go forward. Um, so I, I agree with Matty where he said like this little sort of period here of three or four weeks where uh, Turbo's not playing, Manly have just got to get on with it. It's not about Tom's not here. It's about who they do have available. And I thought Reuben Garrick did a really good job at, at fullback the other night. And, and Matty did touch on like we're talking about Daly Cherry Evans kicking game and some of the points that they come up with. I thought the 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 biggest part of their match or the, the, the most important part of their game the other night, which set up their win, was their physicality in defence. Like some of the hits that they put on, like Alloy and, and uh, Jakey Trebojevic, um, it was just fantastic. And, and it just it, it turned over some cheap football for themselves just to relieve a bit of pressure off themselves, play a lot of field position, um, which was important in what was a, yeah, it was a pretty ordinary night in Newcastle with the weather. Yeah, Alloy was uh, pretty sensational as well. And Dylan Walker coming on makes a difference. How much of a distraction, Matty, do you think this whole Kalen Ponga scenario is for the Knights? Oh, I think it's a big distraction, Matt. Um, 
you know, if you got look, the thing about it is, um, you know, Melbourne. If I look at Melbourne at Cameron's old side, when there's something going on, they got the ability to compartmentalise and just, you know, forget about it and get on with the job. But you know, Newcastle, I don't. They haven't got enough experience in the squad. Well, they got a lot of inexperience in the squad. I'll say that there's, you know, there's a few players who got a lot of games under their belt, but uh, the, yeah, they're, they're clearly distracted. Uh, it's naturally weighing on Kalen. And you saw the press conference, you know, with Adam and, and Kalen, and this was always going to happen, is that mm. the only thing people want to talk about is Kalen's future. You know, they got mm. clearly frustrated by it, you know, stood up and walked out, um, you know, because, you know, there were continual questions, and I understand the questions, but, you know, at the end, I, I probably think that, um, you know, they got the reaction they were after from Kalen and, and Adam. And this, this will continue to bubble along and be a distraction until Kalen makes an announcement. And I'm not saying, you know, hurry up, Kalen, make a decision because it's the biggest one of his career. But I'm just speak, uh, saying the truth. It, it's distracting the football side. When you've got clauses in contracts that allow you to do this kind of stuff, is that does that then come back on the club? Or do you have to make, Matty you know, room to move for special players like Kalen Ponger in this in this regard? Or, or would you rather not see this be able to unfold? Because you're spot on, mate. Until they actually come out and say he's staying or he's going, they're going to cop those questions every week. Yeah, look, it depends who's got the whip hand in negotiations. And when mm. when they sat down, you know, Kalen was in the position of power. Uh, so much so that basically he just, you know, whatever he wanted Newcastle were going to give him. And that mm. that and this was always going to and that was always going to end up being a distraction at some point. Exactly. Have, have you guys ever been in that position where you've had the, you've had the contract in front of you? You know that you've got the whip hand, and you go, you go, yeah, right, yeah, I've, yeah, got, yeah. I've got, what I want. I've got what I want. I've got my term. I've got my money. But I need something else. Can you give yeah, me something I'll, look, else? I'll, I'll stop you right there. Yeah, look, I, I, you know, it happened every time I was off contract. What I used to say to him was, unless, unless you signed me, Joe was going as well. <laughs> Smitty? Uh, no, not really. No, I, I, it's a slightly different situation for myself, uh, Whitey. I, at, at Melbourne, I, I, I don't think I ever was off contract. Um, with the Melbourne Storm, um, at any stage, it was sort of I, I got through sort of halfway through the current term, and um, the club would approach me and, and say or ask if I'd like to extend, and I just did. It was just a natural thing. Um, and and guys that were in similar situations to me, you know, guys like Bill Slater and Cooper Cronk, Ryan Hoffman, very similar situations throughout their entire career, um, uh, until obviously Cooper moved on to the Sydney Roosters. So. Yeah, it was never really. Um, we never really went to the negotiation tables um, with the club throughout our career. So yeah, slightly different. And I didn't have a. I didn't have a brother at, at the club that I could use as a bit of bargaining power either. <laughs> <laughs> Just uses the ransom. <laughs> Hold him up for ransom. What's the best yeah. tip? The, the best tip, fellas, I was ever given when doing negotiations, and I, I did all of mine throughout my TV career in particular, and I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but I, I, the best tip that I was given was silence. So when you're in that negotiating room, don't talk. When you're talking to the big boss down the line mm -hmm. and he's offered you whatever, then shut up. And I did that once 
going into what was the biggest contract that I signed um, yeah. at Channel 7. And I've got to tell you that the 10 seconds of silence down the line was the most terrifying 10 <laughs> seconds yeah. of yep. my life. S- similar thing happened. We went, uh, when I negotiated with the ARL Super League contract, the guy who did it was was Gus. And it was, you know, that year, 1995. And Joey and I went in and I said to Joey, just let me play the big brother here. right?" And I said the same thing. No matter what he says, we'll just sit there and... You know, no talkies. So anyway, yeah. Gus, I was just sitting there and I thought, just look at him straight between the eye. And at one point, he picked up on it. So he started to talk and then he just turned to me and just stared at me. And I held mine and we were staring at each other for one minute with no, no with just no talking at all. Anyway, I, I totally lost my nerve and just went, oh yeah, look, it all sounds really good to me. <laughs> Yeah, and the clear outcome is the first person who speaks is the person who gets yeah. the dudder deal than the person oh. who, who holds out the longer way. Now, on, on Caelan Ponga, if he stays at the Knights, it means he doesn't go to the Dolphins. It means Wayne Bennett doesn't get that marquee signing. Where, where do you think that leaves, Cam? Where do you reckon that leaves Wayne Bennett in this whole trying to sign a big-name player situation? Oh, I think it just leaves him with one, one option to go even harder at, and that's Cameron Munster. Uh, from the Storm, and as much as I'd I'd like Cameron Munster to, to stay at Melbourne, being a, a former Storm player, it makes it hard, doesn't it, when you've got a, a club like the Dolphins with a huge amount of money uh, just sitting there waiting to sign a, a big dog like like a Cameron Munster. He's he's a proven Premiership winner, um, Origin uh, superstar. He's played in Test matches. He's a big game player. Um, so they are in the market. They need one. They need to land one big fish, don't they, Matty? Oh, without a doubt, Smithy. You know, and the sooner they do it, uh, the better. Uh, you know, and, and this is the thing. Uh, you know, if I was Newcastle, you know, I'd be starting to bump Braith and Aston now regarding Cameron Munster because if if Kalen does make the decision to go, mm. uh, you know, they'll have you know, what do you say, one point two, one point three million dollars a year to mm-hmm. offer Cameron Munster. And, you know, that might be just enough to sway him. Um, and Newcastle have got to do the same thing. If Kalen does decide to go, they can't be left high and dry That's right. you know, without a big marquee player because, you know, that could set the, set the club back for years because this is always going to happen with the Dolphins coming into, into the competition or a new entity coming into the competition. Mm. Uh, someone is going to miss out. Someone along the line is going to really uh, suffer for that new side. We've seen it all... You know, when, back when the Warriors came in, there were the Warriors and the Broncos. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the team that suffered through those years were, were the Canberra Raiders because, you know, they, where they would poach players and sign players, you know, those, those players you know, went to those other clubs. So Newcastle, you know, they've got to do something right now to make sure they're not that club. If you've if you got 1.1, 1.2 left in the bank, then if Ponga... Heads out, Matty. Do you throw the lot at Cameron Munster? Do you have to make yes. that big play? And does it does it come with a contract that doesn't have clauses around it? Well, ideally, yep. But you know, it, it depends. Well, they're going to be desperate. Like you, mm. I'd go all in at Munster. I'd just say, look, he's one point three, and then what you're relying on after that is other players who want to play with Cameron Munster. You know, yeah. starting to come for or, or stay for slightly less. But you just got you. You've got to have that marquee signing. Could you see, Cam, could you see a scenario where Wayne Bennett ends up without Ponga 
and without Munster? Oh, it's it's a it's a strong possibility. Yeah, depending on you know what the Melbourne Storm and the Newcastle Knights can come up with, like what type of package they can offer those two players, Munster and, and Ponga. Um, but I, I guess you know we're talking about before with the amount of money that they have available. I I think you know there's a possibility of landing one of them, definitely, definitely. Considering you know the the chat about the the pay cut that the Melbourne Storm have asked Cameron Munster to, to take. Now, you know, whether that's true or not, it, it's a huge difference. If it is true, it, there's a huge gap between 1.2 and seven, 700 or 750, whatever's been tossing around, isn't there? It's half a million 100%. dollars. 100%. So, you know, considering, you know, considering a $500,000 pay cut, that's, um, that's a huge sacrifice to make. Now, do I, do I, actually believe that that's what they'll be offering I, I don't think so because I, I still believe that he's he is the best player at the Melbourne Storm um, when, when he when he is fit and firing like he is this year we all know you know he had some issues over the last 12 months but I, I believe he is he is their marquee player he is their number one player still at that at that club so um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out and, and, you know, Maddie mentioned about Brayton Astor. He now looks after um, Cameron um, and his dealings with, with all these clubs. It'll be interesting to see what path they, they do take in the coming weeks. Yeah, he's in a pretty good situation at the moment, uh, Cameron Munster and Brayton Astor. Cameron Smith, Maddie Johns are with me until 9am. Maddie's here thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Takes the community to build immunity. Book your flu immunisation at chemistwarehouse.com.au slash Flu. Scotty Scheffler now leads at 12 under through 15 holes. So that's a five-shot lead over Rory McIlroy. And Cam Smith's fallen back to three under uh, as he just taps in here on the 14th uh, for birdie. Well, hang on a sec. He might go to four under. So this is rather at the 15th, a tap-in for birdie. Let's see if he gets this one and takes him to four under. Yes, it does. So a tie for third for Cameron Smith. We are back after the break. 0457 736 736 is the text line at 1300 01 1170, the McDonald Jones open line. Fossing and Brandy on an Easter break. Matt White with you. Jaleesa Raps was with me for the first couple of hours. We've let her rest her weary throat this morning and she'll be joining me again tomorrow from 6. 0457 736 736. Maddie Johns, Cameron Smith uh, with me. Uh, Cam, your referee of the round after round five. Yes, referee of the round is the most sought after award in the competition, mm. I believe. Don't you, don't you reckon, Matty? I agree. Oh, I'd say totally. so. Uh, but this week, boys, uh, hotly contested round of footy. This week it goes to Chris Butler. Butler. Uh, I'll get you, Butler. Oh, I'll get you, Butler. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's, uh, that's five different uh, refs of the round. Uh, Whitey, I, I know you listen to uh, Vossi's show yes. quite closely, particularly this um, this segment. But um, five different referees, one one referee yet to put his hand up to get a second vote. Okay, so we're five out of five for the uh, mm. first part of the season. Yes, I do listen diligently, uh, especially to this hour of the program when I'm in here uh, beavering away, getting ready for my program, and I figure out what I can lift for the first hour of my program from yours. Plagiarism is a wonderful thing. The NRLW season uh, wrapped up with the grand final. It's been spectacular. I think it's great. We're going to get another shot at it too. The new season starts October 15, but the Roosters beating the Dragons 16 points Mm. to four. I'd like your take on all this because I, I, I take my hat off to the NRLW 
players, staff, coaches, they've delivered in spades this year. It's been sensational. Matt, Matt it has been so good. Uh, that the, the standard, uh, the way that people get, a, get behind it, uh, this is the greatest growth er- area that we have in our game. But the, the eternal question with rugby league is how do you get, how do you get the other fifty percent of the population to love it as much as the men? And we have always tried to find a way to do that. The days of getting a good-looking bloke and take his shirt off to get women into the game are gone. It's ridiculous. This is how we do it, uh, and it, it's just it is it is so good. Um, and the performance yesterday, the Roosters, great in the second half. Again, so, some of the ball playing from Racy McGregor was, was first class. So uh, well done to all the ladies. Yeah, absolutely. Cam, I, I would love to see the day where we have a doubleheader on each on each weekend. I mean, we've still got a, mm. a way to go, and the pathway has been laid out by the NRL as to what the NRLW is going to look like. But can you imagine a weekend where you have... The NRLW team, the NRL men's team, all playing on the same weekend. It's a double whammy for fans. The standard is there to be awesome. Oh, I reckon it's great. If if we could one day have a women's team for each of the clubs, uh, where they could play a, a curtain raiser for the men's, it'd be unbelievable. But yeah, great game of footy yesterday. Well done to the Roosters. They just scraped into the finals, Matty, and they've won the premiership. Yeah. So good on them. Yeah, well, three weeks ago, they, they had no chance of getting on in there. And now they are the Premier 16-4 over the Dragons. Plenty more to come after 8.30. Uh, we've got pull up your socks for Underworks. We'll discuss the Dragons' performance. Kyle Flanagan's inclusion for the Bulldogs. What did you make of that? Plus your questions, of course, for Matty and Cam as well. 0457 736 736 on the text line. Well, welcome back. Final half hour of the program. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is the open line or 0457 736 736. I'll get to your texts in just a second. Scotty Scheffler uh, walking down the 17th. He's just gone a little bit right off that tee shot. He holds the lead at 12 under. Uh, five shot lead from Rory McElroy, who's in the clubhouse. And Cameron Smith, the golfer, has made it up to minus five. All right, fellas, Matty Johns, Cam Smith with me on this Monday morning. All day socks by Underworks pass every comfort test means that is pull up your socks time on this Monday morning. Mm. Matty, we'll start with you. Uh, pull up the socks, uh, streakers. Um, <laughs> yes, it was like, honestly, on over the course of the weekend, oh, oh they're just... Mate, three streakers and yesterday's mm. game, the bloke getting on there with the flare held the game after a few minutes. I mean, come on. Come on, guys. Pull up your socks. Mm. And it's a bit That's of an old one. Pull up your socks. It's almost like I'm saying do it better, but don't do it at all. <laughs> no, no. Don't do, don't do it at all. What about the tackle, though, on the uh, on the, oh. the, the lady oh. who jumped the fence in her jeans and bra? That was an absolute doozy. Oh. My, uh, my... Uh... My eldest daughter, she was at the game, at the Titans game, and uh, she she said it was the best tackle all night that she's seen <laughs> in the match. It's the best. Oh, isn't it? It's just the best best time to just absolutely give it everything you got when you're blindside a streaker. Remember <laughs> Roy. And then there's the other one, which Cameron mightn't understand, Matty, or wouldn't might not remember, was Terry Alderman, who Terry at the Alderman. time was was the, you know a, a, our gun fast bowler and yeah. uh, a pitch invader who was a, a an Englishman, you know, flying the Union Jack, and he tackled him mm. and didn't play cricket for two years, done his shoulder. 
Yeah, he popped his oh. shoulder in the in the process of doing it. And, um, oh. I think from that moment they handed it over to the security guards. It was a good hit though, Matty, wasn't it? I mean, it was. CM Alderman was, was was one heck it, of a uh, it was, one heck of a cricketer. It was copybook eighties in the fact that he hit him around the legs, uh, head to the side. It was perfect. <laughs> well, the only thing missing from the security guard that. Uh, Polax, that girl the other night, was the other two security yards coming in for the flop and the hip drop and everything else that should have <laughs> unfolded. So, yeah, <laughs> cannonball as well. Um, I find it bizarre that they're looking at investigating that and the Gold Coast are saying, you know, it was a bit overhanded. What else are you meant to do? I mean, you, you're meant to stop a protester on the, on the ground. You stop them any which way they can. And mm. um, I, I'm all for it. Cam, you'll pull up your socks Monday? Well, it was very funny because the exact uh, pull up your socks nomination I had right in front of me, I had it written down was pitch invaders. But I'll, um, Matty, Matty's <laughs> stolen that from me. But I'm going to mention, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say the Cowboys. A uh, little bit disappointing. Yeah, we seen only what a couple of weeks ago when they played the Broncos. They've got a great footy side, and when they play with energy and they play committed, particularly to their defence. Um, how good they are. But just the other night against the Warriors, that was a golden opportunity to win that footy match. Um, allowed the Warriors back in with you know some some soft defence, I must say. Um, and and then the game went to Golden Point and, and Sean Johnson, as he's done many times before, sealed the match for the Warriors. So I'm going to give uh, the Cowboys a nomination this week just to pull up your socks and, and play out the 80 minutes, which you know we've we've seen this year you're able to do. Did you catch any of the Formula One race yesterday at Albert Park, Ken? Yeah, watched nearly the whole race, uh, Matty. Fantastic. Great to see you know, Formula One back in Melbourne. It's you know, it, Well, they come out here, didn't they, at the start of 2020, and then it got called off after the first day. Uh, but, yeah, it was fantastic. Fantastic. Charles Leclerc led from start to finish. Well, he was down, what, he was running second for a couple of laps, but that was just through pit stop just strategy. Pit. But yep. it, uh, oh, what a fantastic um, event, 400 and something, 420,000 people. people. Yeah, through the gates across the four days. So just, a, yeah, a wonderful, wonderful sight to see, you know, people out and about in Melbourne again. The big events are, are back in town and, uh, yeah, great result. I've got to pull up your socks for the Formula One race directors. Now, this the, the, the race directors, uh, this is an international feed. It's done by Formula One itself. So what you see on Fox and what you see on 10 is not directed by them. But I hardly saw Dan Ricciardo all day. I watched the yeah. whole thing, and Dan, Dan had his best finish there. He's the local boy, of course, so much focus on him, and he's mm. had a wretched run at the Australian Grand Prix over the last few years that it's been run, and here he is finishing in the points in the top six. His teammate finished fifth, he finished sixth, mm. and we hardly saw him all day. Now, you've got to pick your fights when you're a race director, and I've got the utmost respect for them, but I reckon that they could have pulled up their socks a lot better yesterday and shown us a little bit more of uh, Dan Ricciardo. Let us know your thoughts on that one on the text line. All day socks by Underworks pass every test, so pick up a pair and test them for yourselves. Now, the Bulldogs-Panthers. So a lot of the focus here, obviously, on Kyle Flanagan, fellas. Um, the Panthers obviously expected to win this one, and they did comfortably. Kyle Flanagan, did he do enough to um, inject himself into this Bulldogs team full-time, Matty? Uh, well, I think he's uh, he's done enough to be there in the next month to to have time to establish himself to be there for the rest of the year. I actually I, I thought they looked better, Matty. I thought they played with a little bit more control. Uh, there were times in the game where where he played really nice and straight and created a little bit more room for his outside men, blokes like Burton, 
but uh, they've still got a long way to go. But yeah, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, I, I thought he did a pretty good job there yesterday. Cam, yeah, I think so, and I agree. I agree with Matty um, around his thoughts on giving Kyle Flanagan some time in in that first grade side. It's it's a really difficult position to throw someone in and, and need results straight away, particularly when when your first opportunity is against the reigning premiers. So let's let's not forget about who they took on yesterday. And and they looked much better than what they did the previous week. Penrith haven't been beaten by any side this year. So, you know, to to come away from that game and, and have a result like that and think, well, you know, you didn't play well enough, we didn't we didn't beat Penrith. They're unbeaten at the moment. But I think, you know, particularly that position, they need to give him at least another, you know, three or four weeks just to settle in, to allow players around him um, to settle in around him as well, particularly Matt Burton, um, who has been, you know, their, their best best player by a long way so far this year. Um, I think he did a good enough job. I think he did a good job. He, he played nice and steady. Um, he defended strongly. And, uh, you know, I, I think he can only go up from here. Cameron Smith, Matty Johns with me until 9am. Matty's here thanks to Chemist Warehouse. It takes a community to build immunity, so book your flu immunisation at chemistwarehouse.com.au slash flu. Scott Scheffler's come out of the woods on 17 to knock it within. Well, he's chipped out, and then his approach shot is landed within about two feet of the flag. So he is strolling towards victory here at the 86th US Masters. Plenty of your texts. We'll get to those after this break. Matt White in the chair with you this morning. Jaleesa Raps will be with me again from 6am tomorrow. Cameron Smith, Matty Johns also here. Let's take a quick look at how the NRL ladder looks after the first five rounds. Thanks to Bailey Ladders, worksite trusted for over 60 years, bringing safety and efficiency to the worksite. So Penrith outright first on 10 points, unbeaten. The Sharks, Storm and Eels are on eight points. Then we've got the Roosters, Seagulls and Warriors on six and the Cowboys on four. So that rounds out your top eight. The West Tigers are last with no wins. So 0 and 5 to start the season. Thanks to Bailey Ladders uh, bringing safety and efficiency to the work site for over 60 years. All right, fellas, let's head towards the text line and get some questions going. Uh, for Matty and Smithy, this from Jesse from Albion Park. Thoughts on the Dragons? Is Anthony Griffin the answer as coach? Ben Hunt is playing his heart out but getting no help. Where do they go from here, Matty? Well, first thing they do, they've got to bring young Sloan back in, um, yeah, because uh, I think uh, I think well, I, it's a mistake. He's uh, I, he, I think he's the best attacking player, and you know they're not going to win games. You know, picking uh, defenders. Well, it's proving that at the moment. We're picking defensive-minded players. You know, they've got to get on the attack a little bit. And I thought he was really good at the start of the year. It's, it, it's blown me away that they're not picking him. So that that's the first thing. Um, Geez, I tell you, yeah, the, the, there was a real promise with the Dragons at the start of the year, but mate, they've really dropped off now, and you can see, you know, the confidence is just dwindling away. Cam, thoughts on players giving away deliberate penalties and challenging the previous play? Uh, our texter says this is something you could have cooked up in your playing days, but it's a real. It's, <laughs> if only, hey, if only that was around. It's a real blight on the game. It, it, it's a horrible thing to see. It, it just does not look good on the game of NRL, and they're going to have to tidy this up. Yeah, look, it, it doesn't look good, and I think it was a Graham Ennisley come out and said that any player that intentionally stops the match for a review and gets it wrong will will face ten in the bin, and I think we we. 
We heard uh, one of the officials warn uh, a player uh, across the weekend if, if they were to get it wrong. I think it was in the Titans uh, Parramatta game, but the player got it right. Look, this is the way I see it, and, as a, <laughs> and I'm talking from a player's point of view. If a rule's brought in where uh, the NRL say, listen, we're going to introduce a captain's challenge just to spice things up a little bit, particularly for the fans, and there, there's, a, there's an area or a loophole, um, for want of a better word, where you can actually go in and stop the play and then challenge a call that has just been made, then I think it's fair game. If you don't like the look of the... If for those criticising what the players are doing at the moment and if the NRL don't like it, remove the captain's challenge. It's pretty simple because I, I heard some commentary across the weekend saying, um, you know, well, there's, an, there's a referee there and two t- touch judges. If, if they don't see it, the players shouldn't have an opportunity to, to go in and, and, and intentionally stop the play to then uh, ask the bunker to have a look at what ha- happened just previously. Well, that's fine. Take away the captain's challenge. It's either it? one or the other. If you want the captain's challenge in the game, then we have to put up with players being able to utilise it any way they any way they can. Well, that's right. The only way to close the loophole is to close the challenge that's altogether. Right. So we'll see <laughs> see what they do with that. Right. A text for you, Matty. You're not the only one who can't drive a manual car. Uh, Steve from Bribey Island <laughs> says, my wife can't drive a manual car either. She reckons it's because there are three pedals and she's only got two feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I'm with him there. I mean, look, talking about you spoke about Formula One before, right? Now, I yeah. just I, I cannot get into it because, like, it's all relative. They're just they're all driving fast, and I just haven't got an idea of how quick they're going. So I've said to people before, they should put someone out there who's driving sixty kilometres an hour to really show how quick the other blokes are going. <laughs> Hey, you'll know how quick they're going when the bloke who's doing 310 k's an hour comes up behind the bloke who's doing 60 k's an hour and slices him in half. It's Um, like like the America's Cup. Like, you just go, mate, put a rowboat out there because you've got two. Like, come on, give us an idea how quick they're going. It's all relative. In your opinion on this text, are the Knights still a top eight team this year? Oh, well, mm. the first thing they've got to do is they've got to, the, the Kalen situation. Um, it's, got to, it's got to hit it. They've got to conclude that. After that, look, they've got the, they've got the talent on the side. If Kalen gets back to uh, toward peak form, then I think they are. Yeah, but, but it's always going to be the case. I, I think they're always going to be a side who are going to fight for around position seven and eight. One close to home from Ryan. So this is about Cooper down at Melbourne. Would he be a starting half at another club? And would he look to move if he doesn't get a crack soon, being stuck behind Munster and Hughes? So Hughes locked in. We don't know about Cam Munster yet. Well, he, he had a couple of sort of um, clubs sniffing around a little bit. And I just said to him, mate, yeah, do you like it down? Do you love it down there? Yes. We'll just keep patient. You know, it's like the old couple mm. who go to Hawaii every year and then go... Yeah, I might go for a bit of a change and then realise where they've gone is a complete and utter hole and said, mate, they should have just went back to Hawaii. <laughs> so I said, mate, if you, if you, I'll tell you what, if you could end up at a few clubs and go, what am I doing here? <laughs> and that is when it all comes back to your negotiation tactics and making sure you've got a get out clause in your contract because <laughs> yeah. that's. That's when you've got to activate it. Good fun this morning, boys. Plenty to talk about. Uh, appreciate your time. Have a great week. Cheers, Good on you, boys.
Love it. Matty Johns you, there. Matty. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse and Cameron Smith, of course, joining us. 0457 736 736. Now, it's down to the final hole here at the US Masters, and Scotty Scheffler will take the green jacket. Cameron Smith uh, from Australia has just played his approach shot in. He's seven behind Scheffler after starting the day, three behind. And Scheffler has just put it onto the top tier of the 18th. Is it going to roll back? It's going to stay up there. So he goes up there with the walk of glory. The world number one comes up to claim his first green jacket. What an extraordinary performance from this 25-year-old Texan who only won his first PGA Tour event earlier this year. Um, just a remarkable athlete. And what he's done over the course of the last couple of days has been extraordinary. They'll be talking about the round of Rory McIlroy for some time to come. He chipped out of the bunker on 18 to complete an amazing final round of eight under for the day. And he's going to finish outright second at seven under for the tournament. So Rory McIlroy still yet to win the US Masters tournament, but he's uh, put up a good showing today. But it'll be... A parade now for Scotty Scheffler. Morning, Matt. What's your take on instructions given to Dan Ricardo? He was told don't put him, as in his teammate Lando Norris, under pressure. I watch supercars and it seems like fair game if you can overtake your teammate, e.g. Van Gisbergen and Wink Up Door on Door. Steve from under the palm trees. Well, he was told that, don't put him under pressure, because at the back end of the race, um, Lando Norris, they thought he had a problem with his car. Now, the whole point about this was... Don't put him under pressure because if he has a, a failure, you're going to run straight up the back of him. Um, just like Matty was saying, you're out there doing 60Ks and you come along at 300, guess what's going to happen? And then McLaren go from having two cars in the points to both cars on the side of the road. When you dig a little bit deeper around that and forget about the sensationalist headlines around Daniel Ricciardo being shafted in this situation, no, he wasn't. He was asked the question about what he does here and they said, Lando's got a bit of a problem. He's in front. If he does have a problem, then just don't put him under pressure. He then asked the question, but I can't, can I overtake him? And they said, yeah, yeah, of course you can. Just don't hit him. We don't want you to drive into him. So that was the scenario there. And Dan Ricciardo finishes in the points for the first time this year. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91